Thank you guys for tuning in. Hopefully everyone had a great week. It's about to have a great weekend. Getting some good gaming in or just hanging up with family and friends. Whatever you guys are planning to do. I just hope that you guys enjoy. I am back. I know it's been a while. Uh, but yeah, I am back with a new episode. Uh, ready to return to you guys back weekly. Have some things planned. Getting ready for the video of video games with a lot of special guests. Uh, cannot wait for you guys to hear those episodes. But on today's episode, overrated, underrated, any way you want to say it's just a game. Let me say that again. Overrated, underrated, any way you want to say it's just a game. So you'll probably be able to figure out where that came from. Um, But I am going to be talking about um, how we judge a game, calling it underrated or overrated. You know, um, when we should just be enjoying the game for what it is. There's sometimes we get to a point where when it's popular, we'll say that this game is overrated because sometimes it might not be enjoyable to that player or it might be underrated because not many people are giving it the attention that people may feel that it deserves. So um, I want to give some out some definitions first. Uh, then we'll get into more about the topic in the show. So um, overrated. Um the definition for overrated uh, or overrate is to rate or praise too highly, uh, overestimated. So, you know, people are praising the game uh, very high that it gets it's getting hard, high marks. Um, but it might be too high of a mark that people might think they're, you know, they might think that they're giving it too much uh, love in a sense. Uh, saying that this is the best game of all time, nothing compares to it, you know. And sometimes some people might think that that's a little bit too much when um, it shouldn't, it's just a video game and other games have been doing the same thing. So why is this game giving the pass and getting the hype and all this praise? Um, so that's overrate. Uh, underrate, uh, to rate or evaluate too low, underestimated. So, uh, a game that we may look at, uh, like a comedy, for instance, might be underrated because, um, as beautiful as the game is, and even though it got a lot of good marks and stuff, and a lot of people love the aesthetic, calling it like Capcom Zelda at the time, people weren't into that game. So, it didn't sell well that it should. I mean, it, did, it sold a little bit well, but it could have sold more. So, uh, a lot of people feel that it's underrated because of during that time period, people weren't in weren't into Japanese style games or even that art style. Maybe they thought it was too kiddie or whatever the fact had may be. Um, so that's underrated. Uh, critically acclaimed, exceptionally good reviews from all or most critics. So when a, a game gets a lot of high reviews, like nines and tens, um, across the board from a major websites or even your friends and stuff, it gets called as a critical, critically acclaimed game. Meaning that um, it deserves to be played, um, and people who are who did play it really kind of recommend this game. You know, they're not overhyping or anything. They're kind of uh, 
saying, hey, you really need to pick up this game and try it. So um, for minor gamers, let's say Breath of the Wild, um, it's critically acclaimed because it got perfect 10s across all the board. Some 9.5s and some 9s. And some people might even give it some 8s, whatever uh, rating that they get. But it's still high marks. So it's a critically acclaimed game. Even like Horizon is a critically acclaimed game. So uh, that's the example for that. A sleeper hit. A title that becomes successful gradually, often with less promotion. So, um, there sometimes are some games that, you know, over time they do very well. Uh, but because they came out, um, at a certain time, like maybe no one didn't pick it up or think about it, but slowly over time it starts selling more and more people are getting more interested so like zombie U is kind of almost like a sleeper hit in a sense that you know people did buy a little bit of it at the wii u launch but over time people stopped buying it um but it started selling gradually because people really wanted to play a zombie game and they were finding that game very interesting so it's kind of a sleeper hit uh even um sleeping dogs like it sold a little bit but then over you know a lot of people didn't really care about it after a time but then it started gradually uh um selling and it actually passed a million it did very well um but you know it, it did it slowly though uh a cult following group of fans who are highly dedicated to a work of culture so um sonic the hedgehog games and we'll talk about that a little bit later uh kind of has a cult following you know they have the sonic fans and then just have fans of platforming games and stuff uh but this like sonic fans as uh big or little as the community may seems that there is a cult following um because they love the sonic games they you know there's something about them that they enjoy there's something about that world and that lore that they're invested in so that's more of a cult following bombed b-o-m-b-e-d uh to do really poor so a game you know just comes out and nobody buys it it like literally bombs so uh, pretty much a big one would be like titanfall 2 um as a good example that it came out even though it got good remarks it bombed because nobody was buying it even like some something like you like mass effect came out got us reviews and it bombed i uh, can't really say too much about destiny destiny did sell but it didn't bomb the way that mass effect or titanfall 2 had bombed um even like Watch Dogs 2 kind of bombed in a way um because people were weren't just in that world of ubisoft they just weren't invested and i think they had a lot of letdowns uh with some of their past games uh mega hit something that is extremely successful so of course like overwatch is a mega hit um grand theft auto 5 is a mega hit and it's still selling um even Splatoon and Smash Brothers and stuff, like, those are making hits because they sold, well, definitely, like, Splatoon and definitely Smash, they sold a million to four million plus on uh, their, their respective consoles. So, I mean, that's good to be on one console where Overwatch and Grand Theft Auto were on multiple consoles. But for a, a game that comes out, like, well, yeah, like, Smash, yeah. I mean, it came out on 3DS and it came out on Wii U, but... But each of them did their own. Uh, 
their own numbers. They weren't combining anything. And, you know, when the original Spetsuit came out, uh, it did a million. So, I mean, that's a big hit. And it kept selling and it kept selling and stuff. So, uh, that's more of a mega hit. So, th- those kind of some of the definitions uh, overrate, underrate, critically acclaimed, sleeper hit, cult following, bond, um, mega hit. Now, the reason why I got to. Uh, I got to this topic. I was just kind of thinking about it. And I'm just like, why are there some games? And why are there for us? The, why do we call them that they're overrated or underrated? Like, I'm even guilty of this. I, you know, I feel like Grand Theft Auto Five is overrated um, because it does have a lot of problems. But people oversee those problems. And, you know, because it sells well for a lot of people, they feel like, they feel like the game is, you know, deserves um you know to be uh like really critically acclaimed and stuff and even like skyrim um i feel like that's even kind of overrated because there's a lot of bugs in it and it kind of there's just things about it that i i really can't gel with so i mean that's more of a personal criticism and maybe that is why we consider games overrated or underrated is a a personal connection to it which we are definitely going to be talking in the next session so when i come back we're going to be talking about that and i'll be right back as a problem well like i said earlier personal taste for the game and this enjoyment um it's a problem because a lot of people feel like a game definitely shouldn't get that high mark um and they think if it gets that high mark more people are going to buy it or if it gets that low mark uh, people who sh- uh, people who think that a game should get some attention gets overshadowed by the triple A popular title. So with that it, that being ignoring stuff, some people feel like that title, that personal taste for that game that they love, or even that genre that they love, is getting ignored or given very overhyped. So they they would come in and when the, when the topic of that game comes up for a discussion um some people will definitely call it 
you know, judge it saying this over hype, over it's under. I mean, not over hype, uh, overrated. Well, yeah, over hype, but overrated and underrated. Um, for a lot of the discussion, though, people will definitely bring up the sales numbers and they use that as evidence to back their opinion. Now, uh, sometimes for some companies, they use the sale numbers to show if a game is a mega hit or a sleeper hit or even critically, well, not critically acclaimed or anything, but, um, they would kind of sometimes say that, you know, the sales was kind of disappointing and it was kind of hard. So when people find out numbers for it and they go into a podcast or just a regular discussion with friends, they will bring up that sales numbers and they believe that that would help this argument. And for some people, they take that as like final word that it's all about the numbers. It's all about the sales. Who cares if it rated good or not? Um, if the numbers are not there, then that's all that matters. So that makes that game underrated or that makes that game overrated. Um, and sometimes it's not really that, um, it's, it, it doesn't, you know, really work that way. You can't just use sales numbers as your criticism to say that a game is overrated and underrated. Definitely when you have not played the game, you kind of got to really play the game. Now, I get a, a lot of crap about saying uh, Overwatch is overrated. Um, and I'm not I'm not judging that Over, Overwatch isn't a good game. It looks fun. People who do play it really enjoyed it. I get... Um, people don't understand why I kind of call it Borderlands. I get the feel of Borderlands for it. And I feel like playing Borderlands is better than playing Overwatch. Um, so I kind that's why I kind of feel like it's a little bit overrated. Um, and that's, like I said, that's mostly a personal taste. And now that might feel like it's a problem, but it's not. I love when people play Overwatch. I love that when people actually show off the game and show off their skills and stuff um i was watching some with uh ray osorio Corey, um my boss um uh, played some and you know i was really enjoying what i was seeing you know they were winning some were losing some were dying um the communication was good people were having fun and stuff and that's very good um it's just not uh my my personal a uh, cup of tea and when i do have discussions and uh, I, if i do mention that i feel like it's overrated it's because i feel like it there's more that could be better and i have played other uh first person shooters and multiplayer and enjoyed that um and I, i'm not saying that overwatch is not fitting completely fitting for me and people you know they were like you really should give it a try and stuff i know that i would get into a game and i would kind of get bored because you kind of do the same thing and you could try as many different characters as you want to but there is there's nothing really substantial for me like i'm not gonna really i mean i'll get the fun of uh, chatting with everybody but i could do that playing uncharted i could play that do that doing pod and play with Corey or any other person like you know us having a discussion over a game i could always enjoy um but that's just me um so but i never use a, i never bring up the sales numbers or anything like that um I always say that if you guys enjoy to get Overwatch, enjoy it. Um, you know, I think it's it is a fun game for people who are interested into playing the game that way. You know, Battleborn suffered because of Overwatch, but Battleborn does the same thing. And I didn't buy Battleborn. I didn't say it was overrated or underrated or anything like that. Um, 
it's just that those kind of arena based style games um it, it gets to the point where when it's too repetitive and the only thing you are doing is just match after match like they're not saying that there's no real challenge it's just pretty much uh everybody works as a team to survive and take out the other team to get points and you know doing that for hours and stuff people might find that fun but i might get tiresome of that so but um i i just think that borderlands personally for me as a player is better than overwatch and overwatch if i do you know like i said it is kind of overrated in my personal view i know a lot of people love it a lot of people um you know give it high praise um and maybe it is deserved or or something but you know i i feel like for me if i play overwatch i i would just get bored of it real quick there's there's just nothing there for me um but getting back into the topic uh sometimes it causes other negative opinions that have nothing to do with the game or topic so sometimes people go off the rails and pretty much start threatening or making uh, accusations or making comments uh that may be racist um misogynist uh sexist just just all kinds of things and it gets to the point where a title that's overrated or underrated you having that discussion when it gets to the point of being that negative where you are spazzing out on another person that's when it becomes a problem that's when you kind of need to stop judging games and you kind of need to walk away from the discussion if you find yourself getting mad about that walk away that's the best thing because it does happen sometimes people feel too passionate about a game and when it gets crapped on or when it gets um viewed as you know a very great game and stuff like that people have a tendency to try to defend that it's not there and when that defense is not working and they're getting angrier and angrier they just end up losing uh their minds and their sensibilities so it does become a problem like i said you just gotta walk away from that um the next thing is um underrated titles get missed by the overrated titles so sometimes uh think of fallout 4 and rise of tomb raider um and regardless if you had an xbox one or a ps4 or whatever um those two games came out at the same time and even though fallout 4 sold very well it outbeat uh rise of the tomb raider uh, rise of the tomb raider is such a good well such a great game on xbox one the year that it came out um and it really kind of got overlooked and it became very underrated um, for those who own the Xbox One. Uh, you know, Fallout 4 kind of um, stole its thunder. Uh, and as much as people love or care about Fallout 4, a lot of people were really let down in the end product. Like, it came out, it sold its numbers, and then people were just, they just waned off of it. And they were just like this this was okay but it wasn't the fallout game that i expected so so so, you know rise of the tomb raider suffered from that because of fallout 4 now it and sometimes it is on the company's release um that's on how you know they're they're trying to go against another company 
game and stuff. Sometimes you have to pick and choose which game are you going to get and are you going to support. Now, we knew that Fallout 4 was going to sell well because there are big fans of people about those Fallout games. Um, right to the Tomb Raider, because it was on Xbox One and as an exclusive, a lot of people felt like, well, I'm... I'm a PS4 owner. I don't, I'm not going to buy Xbox One to play this game. Oh, it's probably time exclusive. I'll wait for the PS4 version or whatever. And that's how so many people feel. So even though Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider is such a critically acclaimed game that it really did good in this ratings, people just, you know, ignored it. And they went to Fallout 4. Um, even on the Xbox, they went out to Fallout 4 over Rise of the Tomb Raider. And now, people who I actually picked it up and actually played the PS4 version and, you know, the, even some people who did pick up the Xbox One version was kind of was kind of telling people that, hey, if you like adventure games, you really should pick this up. And because it didn't really sell well, um, it, was, it wasn't a big sleeper hit it kind of bombed uh when it came out uh because it was all uh, xbox one exclusive i think even if it came out on ps4 and it wasn't exclusive uh rise of the tomb raider would have would have bombed uh because of fallout 4 they would have to i think they should have waited until december to release rise of the tomb raider like get all that playing time of uh fall out four out the way and really bring it out on in december that way uh if it stayed as a as microsoft exclusive that it really it would have a chance to breathe and really sell the systems during that holiday season but sometimes that happens underrated titles get missed by the overrated titles um sometimes the overrated uh, overrated game can be seen as a bomb so, uh, a game that people like really, really love, you know, critically acclaimed and stuff, uh, that should sell out the gate comes out and no one buys it. And it, it has happened. Um, Titanfall 2, well, not Titanfall 2, um, not that one. Uh, and Battlefield 1 did sell well. Call of Duty also did sell well. Um, there are some games that, uh, really got like high marks and, people which has really loved and stuff where reviewers really loved critically acclaimed and stuff um but when it came out it just bombed and it was overrated as a sense that uh just too many people really loved this playing this game but um it didn't sell as much as it really should you know a lot of companies at a time feel like a game should sell a million and it does and it doesn't do that kind of numbers so it, it becomes disappointing um and I, i'm going to use this example definitely bayonetta 2 that uh even though it was on the wii u it still should have sold more than what was expected you know it uh and people may feel that it was so overrated because it feels like the first game or they seen it and stuff but it was such a great game it got you know got high rewards and um you know uh, high marks and reviews and stuff and for some people it took game of the year of 2014 like it it did that kind you know that kind of uh greatness 
but because it was uh, a lot of people may feel that you know because it's a Wii U title and people are so hyped about it some people who have played it might think that it's overrated and um, because it didn't sell that the way that it should so it kind of bombed so it, it, it really does happen so um, so that's why a lot of times that when you call a game underrated or overrated that might become a problem so when I return, we're going to talk about underrating and the sleeper hits. And with that, I'll be right back. This is Peppy. All systems go. Falco here. I'm fine. your father so underrating the sleeper thinking a game has failed because it didn't sell out and uh this happened with tomb raider the reboot that when it first came out even though it sold a million and it sold a good while um square enix felt that it was a failure because it didn't sell, you know, it didn't continue its uh, consistency of selling out where they had to keep restocking games and stuff. Like uh, like Grand Theft Auto V kept selling out and they had to keep restocking it and it kept selling out. That even happened with Call of Duty uh, for a bit that it sold very well, but, uh, you know, as they sell out. I mean, as it's so, you know, selling out the stuff, people were just like, we're not going to get some more copies in. Um, so, thinking the game has failed because it didn't sell out, you know, it's not really, uh, a, uh, you know, that sometimes doesn't really happen. Um, usually, if a game fails because of not selling, it's because sometimes it might be a bad game or just people are not just interested in that type of game, you know, and, uh, that can happen to any game that comes out, whether it's triple A or indie or anything like that. Um, it's not always a guarantee that it's going to be a breakout hit. Sometimes you just got to make a game, put it out, market it well, uh, get different opinions. Hopefully someone will pick it up and try it. And if you get their opinion and stuff and it will help, uh, sell, uh, you know, make some sales and stuff. Um, uh, Hellblade, uh, selling us, uh, the game that came out by Ninja Theory. Um, that's an indie, that's a, I want to call it a double A game, uh, even though that, 
um, Ninja Theory is an indie game. Uh, we haven't got final numbers for it, so we don't know how well it did. But by the looks of it and by the talks of it, even if it did a certain amount, some might think it was, it's a failure because it didn't sell enough copies on PlayStation 4. So, you know, some people might think it's going to be an underrated sleeper hit because some people don't think about Ninja Theory as a developer and a publisher or their games. Some people might even still blame Ninja Theory because of DMC. So they might boycott buying Hellblade. Um, even though uh, there are some PlayStation 4 owners who said, hey, this game is really good. You guys should get it um, because it does some different things and it really tells the story that really is going to matter to you. You know, they're doing something interesting. But sometimes some people don't think about things that way when it comes to games. They just see, like, it's not something that's bloody or it's something that I can't shoot. It's not very competitive, and it doesn't play in a certain manner, so I'm not going to get it. I'm just I'm just going to not care for it. Um, hidden numbers and consistency selling is what a title is meant to do. Like I said, um, games like Okami and Sleeping Dogs may seem underrated to some, but they sold modestly. Um, yeah, so, um, Okami did sell a little bit well, even though when it came out, a lot of people didn't really think about it, um, because they had, uh, the Wind Waker for GameCube, but they seen this art style, um, like this UK, uh, print, um kind of game and you know the people think it's cute some some adults thought it was cutesy and stuff so what they did was they just literally ignored that game because it wasn't something that was bloody and it was something wasn't something that they could just like consistently shoot it wasn't easier for them to get to it made them uh, you know you had to do a lot of reading and there are gamers who hate to read i don't know why it's part of the culture but people sometimes don't like games that they have to do a lot of reading i think that's why a lot of rpgs get um you know a lot of people be like well i'm not playing an rpg because uh I got to do a whole bunch of reading and stuff. I find that weird. I I just don't really don't understand why people um, think that a game is bad because they have to read in it. it it's very confusing to me. So uh, it, it's it, it's something with that that people feel like that you know a game contains a lot of reading that um, it's gonna fail and it's under you know that it's just something that people don't want to get into and don't want to deal with. Um, I even had people at my job, customers who came in who I, you know, say that this game is very good. It's selling very well. And people were just like, well, how much reading does the game contain? Well, it is an RPG. So there is some quite reading in it and stuff. And they'd be like, no, that's not for me. I need something that I don't have to read, or I need something that might, kid six or seven years old can't uh can play because they can't read and sometimes i have to <laughs> recommend like the lego games but even that contains reading sometimes so um it, it's weird that like a game like okami got passed up and uh as it became like a sleeper hit because 
as good as that game is, and luckily that Okami HD did come out. Hopefully, um, it comes out soon for PS4, Xbox One. It was rumored for it to come out, but um, it's not set in stone. I don't think Capcom has said anything. But if it does come out, you know, hopefully that would help the sales that people recognize that we still love this title and we really want to play. And sometimes people miss games. Uh, that they never got a chance to play. So they would come back and do their best to actually like play that game. Uh, so, I, you know, hopefully Okami HD comes back. Sleeping Dogs, you know, that also got ported. Like there's a definitive edition for PS4 and Xbox One. And it's pretty much just all the DLC over the years. And it, it looks a little bit better and runs a little bit smoother and stuff. Um and hopefully that helps sales for that game that people be like, we want to sleep in dogs too. But Square Enix, unfortunately, decided not to give that to us um, because sleeping dogs is really good. Um, but it got under, it was so underrated because they cut people seen it as a Grand Theft Auto clone. And because it was set in like in China, in the fictional part of China, uh, they didn't understand that it's, it's not a heavy game of shooting. Um, it's more martial arts and uh, people who like the Batman Arkham Asylum games would have loved this game to play. So, um, one of the big ones though, uh, I mentioned Bayonetta 2 being, a, uh, being kind of an underrated sleeper hit, but DMC Devil May Cry, big game from, uh, Ninja Theory and Capcom. Um, and that one became un uh, underrated because people didn't like the look of Dante that ninja theory came up with uh but if they would have played the game they would have seen some excellent combat if you can even look on youtube there's some people who do some amazing combos with it with the simplified controls and the uh mannerism of of dante when he's like in motion and stuff you'd be like wow you're able to do that like it's very very impressive you know it ends up being it ends up feeling like a fighting game <laughs> like a like, almost like a smash game in a sense but it's like a very stylish and very technical in that manner but um those are some games that just that you know when I think when the title becomes a sleeper hit that's underrated, um, it kind of defeats the odds that it won't see a sequel sometimes. And a lot of people, there are some companies who still give it a try because they do see sometimes the fan base, whether the game goes on sale or not, sometimes the fan base will cry out and even write the developer and you see on Twitter and it, or it may be a trend that people are finding interest in these underrated games and so when people start picking them up you know sometimes companies will look at that and be like whoa we thought this game wouldn't be that good uh or it didn't really sell that well but now it's kind of picking up and people are you know asking for like a remaster or want to talk to us about this game and stuff so like the interest of that underrated game comes back which is cool I, I find that that that's really cool um and that that's why like me and a lot of my friends who play dmc devil may cry which is like we want a two we want ninja theory to return back and do it too because this game is really good it, it's you know it's very not too technical but it just feels fun to play um so when i come back 
I'm going to ask the question, is being overrated or even underrated, is that ever justified? We will find out when I come back. Is either ever justified to tell you the truth? Yes, it is. Now I know what I said earlier about uh, about it, but I'm gonna tell you why that I sometimes feel like that it is justified. Um, let's look at Nintendo. Some people think that Nintendo's overrated because of their strong first party titles and hardware, and some people might think that because Nintendo has always been uh, one of the best innovators in video games with their systems and created some, some of the best games and stuff, a lot of people are surprised on how maybe a Mario title might sell or how a Smash Brothers might sell. And depending if you're a Sony fan or you're uh, a Microsoft fan or even PC, you know, some people sometimes don't want to give Nintendo its props on doing something different that the industry didn't expect, you know, we all take a, talk about how major the switch is doing you know switches and demand is you know it's really it's meeting supplies people are able now you know they've been rolling into stores and people are like oh you guys got a nintendo switch and they're ready to pick one up and it's probably gonna do good this holiday season and stuff but some people feel like Nintendo gets a free pass because of nostalgia. So their games are overrated because of that. You know, people know that a Mario game is going to be good. You know, uh, you know, people know that a Kirby game, as crazy that they they say it's very kiddie, it's not for them. It consistently sells. And people are just like, are, you know, feel like that it becomes hard to find. Like fire, even Fire Emblem and stuff. Uh, has uh so like really major like nintendo gets a lot of crap for some other things that they that they may do but nintendo has proven why they sell the games that they sell or make the games that they make and sell the hardware that they sell you know a lot of people are gotta still are trying to make them fit into the market of sony and microsoft and nintendo doesn't 
fit in that market anymore. They already said that, you know, they respect those companies, and but this is a business and it is competition. And sometimes Nintendo will throw shade. I will admit that. But Nintendo works hard to bring out the games that they want to bring. They know the quality that they're they know the stances that they are held up to. That's why we got something like Breath of the Wild. That's why we got all those delays. You see the brilliance that they, from the stuff that they borrow and input it in this game. They, they see the brilliance and they say, how do we take this idea and make, but make it better and make it feel like our own? And that's what they did. Like, you know, Breath of the Wild is, uh, is psych, not psych, um, it's physics. You know, it's a physics-based game because <laughs> you could do a lot of that stuff with physics. If you are able to pull a lot of things off with the physics that's in that game, you will literally be shocked at the stuff that's that's been pulled off. Just check YouTube for a lot of people, what they did. Of course, um, there is combat. The combat has always been good. Um, the, the exploration, you know, in the Zelda game has has been is phenomenal people are still finding secrets and even with their developer thing they talked about how um how they tried to you know they got the idea by putting breath of the wild in the regular legend of zelda and you know work from there and built from that so they did they research and design and stuff but i think because people uh kept hearing too much of zelda and people talked talking about it with some people who like decided to play it might think that oh it's just a open world game and stuff while others are going others are just like i love the fact that i'm there not holding my hand they actually give me freedom and my freedom has a purpose there has to be war attached to that purpose whether i think it's not there or it is you know so you know nintendo might get crap nintendo might be seen as overrated but you know if they are overrated they have that experience and they work hard to make top quality games so nintendo could stay overrated they have enough games and awards and titles to back up why they're overrated they have systems and numbers of sales you might laugh at the wii u but the thing about it is there are games on the wii u that are phenomenal you know though they they did something for the industry and for japanese developers to be like yeah we was working with nintendo actually made our design and our games better whether you like it or not there there are some games that people have played on other platforms that 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 company or developer have worked with nintendo and you can see it look at platinum you know going from bayonetta to transformers uh destination uh devastation and you know that got really high marks and stuff but then you see like uh uh to the teenage mutant ninja turtles one and you'd be like (laughs) or you seen uh the kira one um for that nickelodeon show and you see the poor quality that's in there so you you could see that you'd be like, wow, what the heck happened? How how did you guys turn into this? And regardless of a team that that uh, Nintendo that worked with Nintendo stuff or who worked on those other games, that experience who made Bayonetta two, people started holding it up to that high standard. So 
Um, if like I said, if Nintendo's overrated for their systems in the first party, they have enough games to back it up. But in the same thing goes with Microsoft. You know, Microsoft has become underrated because of the Xbox One with that whole fiasco. But the trading games always being online and stuff, you know, people have feel like that, you know, Xbox doesn't offer anything that the PlayStation 4 can offer. But, you know, at Microsoft do have some first some strong first party titles just like Sony and Nintendo they everybody have their strong uh first party titles it's just that Microsoft is struggling and tr- to get back into being number 1 you know they're fighting they're trying to fight a battle that a lot of people already deem them their slots but the Xbox one the Xbox uh S and hopefully uh Xbox one X the OX uh, we really proved to the consumers that you know the exper- the best experience for this cu- uh, current generation is on Xbox. You know, I I've had a problem with the 360. I I've made that clear <laughs> with this controller stuff, but with Xbox One controller, I've I I end up playing a lot of great titles on Xbox One than I did on PlayStation Four. Um I talked to Corey and stuff and my other friends and told them like, yeah, I might have not been into Destiny into Destiny, but I'm looking forward to Destiny too. And I'm playing that on Xbox. Now there's gonna be people who play it on PS four and that's fine. But I do a lot of gaming on my Xbox One than I do on my PS4. I'm not saying that I'm not impressed by the PS4 um, because it does have some good games. It does have some some great titles. Um, Like, I brought Rhyme on PS4 because that's what the game was intended to be on on that system. So, I put it, I played it on PS4. But, um... I don't feel like, you know, the Xbox is underrated. I mean, they got some very great titles that you can't not deny. You know, uh, a lot of people have been buying, you know, a current, like, the, with the Xbox S. Um, a lot of people have been buying it. Uh, PlayStation 4 Pro, um, a lot of people got it, but it's still not into, not it's still not in a lot of stores and stuff. Even though Sony is leading the charge of current generations with that, with Nintendo hopefully slowly catching up with that, and hopefully they sell over time. But you know, Microsoft gets that. I think with this generation, uh, they kind of deserve the title of being underrated. But don't let that fool you. I think OX can change that around. Uh, we're going to see how install times work. We're going to see uh, how this 4K gaming like, really looks like. Like if, like if they could do this so-called true 4K like out of the box, we shall see. There might be some upscaling or some technical stuff. But I want to go to a Microsoft store and I want to see the OX in motion and you know running a game i want to see how gears look on a 4k scene um and i want to see how destiny when well, not destiny 2 but i would love to see a game between playstation 4 pro and xbox one x and the actual store both running both games on 4k um and sh- just to see the look about that i i want to see that um but i'm not you know i feel like to me personally if i had to go between xbox and PlayStation 4, I'm going with Xbox One uh, over PlayStation 4. I don't think that the Xbox One is underrated. It does a lot of stuff good. 
I mean, that controller is very comfortable than a PlayStation 4 controller. Uh, but that's my that's my opinion. I don't think that a PS4 is overrated. I don't think the PS4 is underrated. I think that the PS4 is a very great system. I think the Xbox One, even though it's underrated, and I agree that it's underrated, I think it's a very great system for my gaming purposes, for current or new gen HD, whatever you want to call it. I just do my gaming on one over PS4. But there are titles for PS4 that I do pick up and play. Uh, Call of Duty is overrated while Titanfall 2 has become underrated. Um, if you can see with the sale numbers of Infinity Wars and uh, with Titanfall 2. Um, Titanfall 2 kind of got the best... Uh, had the best story mode. Uh, a lot of the guns were, were were like really fun. The writing, the dialogue, the campaign was stronger. Titanfall two, but Call of Duty overshadowed it because it's a Call of Duty game. So it got overrated by a name. You know, people wanted uh uh people wanted a story mode in uh Titanfall two and. They actually got one, but they just still did not pick the game up, and I don't know why. Um, I think people are slowly now picking the game up because, you know, it dropped down in price. And hopefully, you know, uh, Respawn has been adding new content, new maps and stuff. Like, they've been working hard on the game, and people are still having a blast with it. Uh, but even classes like Son of the Hedgehog has been debated from both sides being both. Now, I want to have this discussion because Son of the Hedgehog, for those who are not fans over it, fans of it, they think it's overrated by uh, by fan by non fans. They think that the games are kind of garbage have been in a bad place but you know sonic mania has actually been turning things around there has been some ups and downs with the sonic games i won't lie about that but the fans think that it's underrated because you know with that cult following to sonic games a lot of people feel like that because it's a sonic game and they had some you know bad experiences by changing things up it gets the bad rap about it so um they feel like the Sonic games should be able to sell more and do more, but it doesn't because it's under it's overrated by um uh, by non fans. Why the fans see it as underrated because they feel like you guys should really try some of these Sonic games. Now, of course Sonic the Hedgehog two thousand is very questionable. You know, that's a very bad game. Uh and there's been some like I said, there's been some bad Sonic games that they're doing some right stuff, but it's just not executed right. Um but Sonic Mania it seems that it got a lot of stuff right so now it's getting to the point where people are enjoying it. You know, they're having that love for Sonic 2 come back to them. So, or even Sonic CD and stuff. So, it's going to be interesting to see how Sonic the Hedgehog turns out. But from both sides, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog is probably the only title that is seem that it's overrated and underrated. You know, um, and it's like I said, it's from different sides of the camp. You know, it's it's a game that's both um, being seen as that way, judged that way. Um, personally, for me, um, I think Sonic is not overrated, and I don't think it's underrated because it does sell. It, it is a sleeper hit. It does sell over time. A lot of kids do play. A lot of fans do pick it up. I think 
for some people, uh, they're just quick to judge it because of the reviews that they read and they feel like the Sonic has lost its spark. So it's not for them. And I admit, I haven't picked up a Sonic title for a while. The last one that I got was Sonic Generations and Sonic Colors for Wii and for uh, PS3. I did pick those up, but I am looking forward to Sonic Mania. Um, I haven't picked it up now because I still got uh, Hellbait to pick up and I've been working through some of my backlog so I've been kind of holding off of games but when I do get a chance I am going to pick it up I definitely when I get my Switch I am going to double dip and buy that game on Switch there's going to be a lot of games I'm double dipping on Switch because I just need to have it but yeah um, sometimes I feel like you know when a game should be justified to be called overrated under or underrated or even a company sometimes there's evidence to point it out and it doesn't have to really do with sales numbers sometimes it is just that when you are when you get that experience from it or you see what that company is doing and follow their history and stuff so sometimes it it does fit that way so when i come back on the last part i'm going to ask the question will it ever become less we shall see when i come back Calling the game over or under has become the go-to weapon of criticism. A lot of people are going to still use it, um, calling the game overrated or calling the game underrated. And they're going to have their reasons for it. Um, and they feel like if they use that reason or they use that logic of criticism, it's never going to die down. Sometimes we just need to see a video game for a video game. You know, I I said earlier that Overwatch, I feel like it's overrated. And it's not a game for me. But I see it as a video game. I see that it's fun for a lot of people around the world. A lot of people who are competitive, who love that stuff. And that's great. I see some exciting battles. And I cheer people on who do play it. 
I really do. Um, and I see it, I see it as that. Uh, I like, but I do have, like I said earlier, I do have my viewpoints over it. Um, and it doesn't make the game less important and it doesn't make it more exciting. I see it as a video game that's suited for those who like that style of play. And I'm super happy about that. I love the fact, like I said, uh, Games from various companies will be later labeled either one. So, uh, unless your game just like literally bombs or is broken and like just no one really thinks about it or talk about it, there will be some games that come out from different companies that we're just going to say it's overrated or underrated. Um, and sometimes it's from that company itself. Some people feel like who all those people who've been burnt from that company about certain games or just that disappointment that they get from that, uh, developers, um, creation of games that will determine sometimes that a game is underrated or overrated. Um, as gamers, our judgment on the title using it, believe other will join their, uh, believes others will join their side and lessen or grow the sales for that title. They rally for it in that manner. Um, so the judgment that on the title of it being overrated and underrated, they think that if they use that, uh, that logic, um, that the sales that game will, uh, be lessened or will grow like if it's underrated and you're doing everything to promote it personally like personally promote it and showcase it and try to get the word of mouth on it they think that is that's going to sometimes that's going to help the sales uh make it become a better title so that it becomes uh that's that is as to stay as an underrated game where uh, people who say that the title is overrated might just say oh you do this and you do that but you've been doing this in this game and that game and it's better actually in this game uh so with the game that's that get rated uh, you know that's overrated you know they stole the idea and they just do it horribly like some people sometimes use that argument and they think that if they use that argument that it would stop sales you know help the sales drop from uh consistently selling out uh but it, it would never grow less important. People are still going to use it. Um, I even, in this episode, of course, I, I use it. And I will sometimes continue to use it. I, I'm not saying that I don't have a disgust for it. Now, maybe over time, I probably will pick up Overwatch and join people. Of, you know, it's going to be a while that people are still playing it. Uh, and maybe I might be wrong, you know, that seeing it's overrated. But um, I know for now that it's not fitted for me. I gave my reasons. Uh, but, you know, sometimes we just need to see a video game for a video game. If it is overrated, fine if it is underrated fine but you know what enjoy the stuff that you guys love to buy and you love to play if even if a game ended up being a sleeper hit a critically acclaimed or cult following or a bomb stuff sometimes there might be somebody who may be interested in picking that game up and it really might mean something to them so sometimes judging it as an overrated game or underrated game might actually just hurt somebody's feelings and stuff. Sometimes we got to think about it, that if we're going to judge it that way, um, let's be reasonable about judging it. Or 
at this point, don't even think of it being underrated or overrated. Just think of it as a video game. If it's not suited for you, that's fine. You know, let people know that it's not suited for you. But do it in a very constructive manner. You know, very polite and very respectable. You know, I get on Uncharted on the Uncharted series. I think that's another title that's over on overrated because i feel like the rise of the tomb raider games or the tomb raider games do it better but guess what i said on the podcast that uncharted 4 um i feel like uncharted 3 is better than 4 but uncharted 4 i did say is the reason why to own a playstation 4 you know just like i said the last guardian the last guardian is a very underrated title i think it's the reason to own a playstation 4 um horizon zero dawn phenomenal title like literally playstation 4's game of the year um nominee like top honors and stuff um it's you know i don't think it's overrated i don't think it's underrated it actually deserves the praise that it you know that it gets um it it definitely i'm glad that it sold the way that it sells for a new ip definitely from guerrilla games who've been stuck on the kill zone games for years i'm glad to see that horizon soul i i brought it up uh maybe a little bit later not day one but i did buy it when i was buying also breath of the wild and i enjoy both games you know i don't think breath of the wild is overrated it does some phenomenal stuff it's my personal game of the year because it did something that i wouldn't expect it to do and it still have people talking about it and still not wanting to spoil it where horizon zero dawn it might have some faults but i definitely enjoyed that game like it it, it's probably my number two favorite game of the year and um i was just talking to uh josh brent um shout out to him uh life of gaming and um dual shock podcast you guys can also check that out um we, i've he he tweeted out something and i messaged him back i'm like of course i'm like it's going to be very hard we might just have to actually do a list of game of the years like right now personally game of the year like i said is breath of the wild but i i probably have to give it to almost six titles this whole year or even more because they're that good their games are that good now of course with that uh that genre we you know it'll it'll definitely reach that but there's a lot of games that came out this year that i feel like is not overrated and that's not underrated and that's huge you know for just to say that um because i see a lot of video games for what they are are just video games a lot of them have been creating discussions and stuff i can't wait to play hellblade um i really want to play that game and i'm ready to have a discussion about that um i'm waiting on rhyme i finished it but i'm waiting for the game to come on come out on switch because i don't want to spoil nothing i think a lot of people would love that game and once it come out on switch i will have that discussion i want to have that podcast i'm going to be be look at that game and play it and just be like wow like this game still has a deeper meaning for what it is so i can't wait to do that and still get some of the uh the trophies and stuff um so yeah uh that's going to be the show uh when i come back from break of course i'm going to plugs but i actually want to know what you guys think of overrated underrated or do you guys like feel like that games should be judged to be overrated or underrated so when i come back i'm going to do some plugs and i will be right back Mm -hmm. 
So it's just going to give some shout-outs to some shows that I really think you guys would definitely check out. Um, I'm going to start with my show, <laughs> as usual. Um, you guys can find Optional Opinion at uh, TheAnomalousRadioNetwork.Podme.com, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Google Play, and other podcast apps. Uh, I am part of NGR Radio, so uh, you guys can check out our podcast, Hey, Let's Pod and Play, um, Arsenal X, uh, nurse gone platinum nurse go wrong our main uh community show um uh, uh nintendo power block uh yeah you guys can check out those shows at ngrradio.com and also check them out on youtube at ngr radio um so yeah come hear me Corey, and other people talk video games and other stuff um i did appear on nurse gone platinum so you guys can check out that episode on youtube um and also read some of my writers on ngr radio i've got some good stuff and some good reviews coming uh up so you guys can check that out and also review a bad game day you guys can also check out um you can also find me on twitter at that retro code um you can read the moment my uh retro blog where i talk about old games and how they've been applied to my life at skirmishfrogs.com um you can read my optional opinion blogs at ign.com under anime e-n-i-m-e uh you can hear a world one-on-one podcast also on ngr radio and also on shoutengine.com uh, the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Um, uh, uh, yeah, like their Facebook page and follow them on Twitter at HH Podcast Show. And subscribe to them on YouTube also. They've been doing some great episodes with cosplay um, and video games and stuff. You guys definitely should check them out. Uh, Simon's Cake Podcast at simoncake.wordpress.com where you can hear the podcast, which is also on iTunes. Like their Facebook page and follow them on Twitter at simoncake.com um 
at Simon's Cake. Uh, subscribe to them on YouTube also. Um, I plan to have uh, them come back, uh, come them back on uh, and talk of Mass Effect Andromeda. I think Camilla is coming back on. Uh, I kind of want to have her back on. Sorry if I got your no, uh, name wrong. Love, love you. Uh, but I want to have her on so we could talk of Mass Effect Andromeda. Um, have have a pretty good discussion about that. Um, NVC Video Game Book Club, come and join us on Facebook and join it in the discussion. Uh, I have been a bad boy. I haven't played a lot of the games from the NVC Video Game Book Club, but do come join us. We still got a lot of games going on. Um, I just been busy playing a lot of other stuff and doing reviews and getting topics, but I'm definitely am when I get my Switch, definitely jumping on that bandwagon. Um, and I'm when they get the next game up, I am going to up. Uh, I'm hopefully I could download it and be ready to play that game. Uh, Secret Friends Unite. You can check out their podcast on Podomatic, iTunes, and Stitcher. Like their Facebook page and follow them on Twitter at Secret Friends U and subscribe to them to their YouTube page, Secret Friends Unite. Uh, check out Phoenix Overdrive content via YouTube at youtube.com slash Phoenix Overdrive or subscribe to them via SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Phoenix Overdrive or find them on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music by searching for Nerd Overdrive. Join the discussion via Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash PO Nation or tweet at them at phx underscore overdrive or tweet our uh, tweet their official pod, uh, podcast at Nerd Overdrive. Yeah, really do, guys. They're doing a lot of good stuff. Uh, for their Extra Life efforts, check them out at facebook.com slash phoenixoverdrive or check out the Extra Life team page at extra-life.org slash team slash phoenixoverdrive17. As usual, everybody rise above. Also, check out their Twitch uh, channel at twitch.tv slash phx underscore overdrive. Uh, Life of Gaming, you can find them on their website, lifeofgaming.net, where you can check out their podcast there and SoundCloud. Follow them on Twitter at Life of Gaming Pod and subscribe to them on YouTube, Life of Gaming. They're also doing Xbox Dive, that's James and Chris, uh, so you can also check out their that show. I think Life of Gaming might be on hiatus right now with their podcast, but they will be regrouping, hopefully, to come back with more shows. Uh, you guys can email uh, optional opinion at myop 2 comment at yahoo.com, N-Y-O-P, the number two, C-O-M-M-E-N-T at yahoo.com. Uh, I gave all my other stuff. Uh, you can come and see me on Twitch and subscribe to the Lyrical One and watch my series, Let's Learn. Um, last, I did uh, record a new episode, so you guys can check that out on my Twitch channel. Um, I did a discussion about uh, about. Ikaruga and Gears of War just talking about shooters so you guys can check that out also and with that everybody I want you guys to have a great week have a great weekend play some games uh, get some good times and I am out for this holiday celebrating my co-host or uh, Larry Giver from World 1-1 Podcast um, so I will be in Indiana so uh, you guys have a great and safe weekend and with that everybody I am out peace
music in this episode, New Job is Prayer, Comic Zone, Episode 1, Page 1-1, Genesis Music by Professor G, Stairfax, Original Star Fox Dubstep slash EDM track, Game Chops Spotlight by Game Chops, Legacy of Kane, Soul Reaver OST, Duma Battle by Nelson Ramos, Bunks Adventure, Alpha Omega 22 EMB Remix by Addicts CZE, Cover number seven, Wild Arms, Port Tom Dean by Lost Trez Juhuegos, J-U-E-G-O-S, uh, N-E-S-T-M-T, Begging Boss by Official Blue Beats. 